Welcome to the Unofficial Scholars Podcast with Dylan Stubblefield and David Hancock, where we discuss everything from science fiction to pop culture. We're not experts. We're not scholars. We're two guys having a casual conversation about the things that interest us. If you'd like to become an unofficial scholar, go to patreon.com slash unofficial scholars for exclusive content. I've been seeing videos of, uh, what's it called? The, oh my God. It was back in the 1940s when they were still experimenting with like nuclear bombs and things like that. Mm -hmm. And Damn it. It was a ball, a little like ball that a guy was kind of playing with with a screwdriver. Mm Mm-hmm. And he accidentally like dropped it and got hit with just, I don't know how the terminology that he was like eons of fucking radiation. Really? And he died within like a month. That's and really, really interesting you say that because I was watching a show called Project Blue Book on, I think it was on Prime TV. I've heard of it. And it's about uh, Project Blue Book, which was like this, like art, the United States government designated like this, um, basically like a professor. I think he was like a professor at a university. Um uh, Alan Hynek and then another guy like a captain in the Air Force to investigate UFOs and to essentially like disprove them. It's a really interesting story because um, J. Allen or Alan Hynek later on decided that he actually like that there's a lot of evidence that's compelling towards UFOs in the existence. Um, but anyway, that's what this whole TV show is about. And in that TV show, there's an episode where they basically run into this like Russian cargo plane, and um, that plane that plane crashes, and they go on like a, basically a manhunt to try to find these people and and rescue them and and take a look at the cargo, whatever. And the cargo was an atomic bomb. And long story short, they had to deactivate the atomic bomb. And when he was inside the atomic bomb, he had, like, taken off, like, one of the cover plates. He was, like, inside the bomb. And there was this spherical thing, and he had a screwdriver. And he had mentioned, or he had at least made a motion or insinuated in some way, shape, or form, because I'm repeating it, that if he dropped the screwdriver, you know, he'd get toasted. Yeah. So that's what happened with this. I just looked it up. So it's uh, what I'm referring to is called the Demon Core. Mm -hmm. And it says the Demon Core was a spherical 6.2 kilogram subcritical mass of plutonium. 89 millimeters in diameter manufactured during World War II by the United States nuclear weapon development effort, uh, the Manhattan, Manhattan Project. Um, and basically what happened was this guy was messing with it, and uh-huh. he had a, a room full of a few people, and he was kind of turning it, and all of a sudden, like some, I, don't, I think he's, the movie, they made a movie about it. The movie uh-huh. goes that somebody dropped a glass, and it startled him, and he dropped, so the thing completely shut and caused it to, like, go through some kind of nuclear, I don't know, I'm not a fucking physics expert. <laughs> but, but essentially... Makes sense to me. So <laughs> yeah, keep going, go on. Uh, but the, there's reports from this, the people that were in the room that when it hit together, there was like a blue flash and then the guy reached in with his hand and grabbed it and threw it. And so essentially when he grabbed it, he got blasted with radiation. And Why did he throw it? Because he didn't want it to like blow up. It went like critical when he when it closed Uh and so he grabbed it so that everyone in the room you know wouldn't blow up and die Uh so uh but yeah he got like just nuked with radiation did he did it did doing that save people really though oh the bomb would have went off if he didn't take it out it would have been a massive explosion if he didn't yeah so 
but either way, he um, died within like a month. And then I think within a year later, another person did basically the exact same thing and died within like a week. That's fucked up. I actually, I work with a physicist who was telling me a story about essentially when you're, when you have cancer and you're treated for cancer, they use, there's a couple different ways you can be treated for cancer, but one way is using radiation. Okay. Right. And when you're a patient with cancer and you need to get your tumor treated or cancerous tumor or cancerous area in your body, you use what they call a linear, they use a linear accelerator, Mm -hmm. which is basically like, if you can imagine a machine like the size of like an MRI or a CT, and in some cases those are integrated into this machine, um, you basically sit on a table that they call the couch. And then this machine uses what they call a gantry, which sits ahead and it kind of directs um, this radiation into the patient. But in doing so, it uses something like plutonium or something like that, Mm -hmm. right? There's like, there's something in there that is radioactive, I believe, in those machines, right? Uh, Along, and obviously the machines use big magnets and other things to generate like radiation or electrical magnetic fields. Well, I'm not a physicist, but at least at some point there was some type of plutonium or something that that was in these machines, if not still in these machines today. And in some country, it was like South America or it was uh, a country that was some country on a continent that was like a third world country, maybe a second world country. I have no idea. Long story short, uh, there was like a cancer clinic and the cancer clinic had shut down, went bankrupt or something like that. And it closed down. And like years later, these scrappers went in here and there was this linear accelerator still that they hadn't ripped out of the wall because these linear accelerators are actually built into the rooms. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, So it's not like you can just walk in and take it and carry it out. And I guess they didn't have any kind of policy. You know, it's like obviously there was no like OSHA coming in there, you know, making sure everything was safe or decommissioned. Yeah. Or maybe it was even on private property and the people just broke in. And they broke this linear accelerator apart, and they found this box and opened up this box, and there was this glowing blue material, right, (laughs) which was like this radioactive material like plutonium or something. And um, they didn't know what it was. They just weren't educated enough to know what it was. So they took it into back into town, and they crushed it up into like a powder, and it made this pretty blue powder. No way. I'm not shitting you, dude. And then there was this. This is true? This is true. And there were these kids... Um, of the person who had found, and I think the person who had found the stuff was like a scrapper. And so he was just scrapping stuff and he was like, you know, he would sell his scraps. Somebody came into the shop. He sold some of it to this person and some of it to that person. It spread kind of across the community. One person gave some to his kids to sprinkle all over their clothes and like they could glow in the dark type shit, bro. And then all these people just started getting (laughs) fucking sick of radiation poisoning, um, like throwing up, like a bunch of people died. Um, super messed up. Yeah. That's... But, okay, so I, f- I looked it up and I found it. It's called the, and I'm going to butcher this pronunciation. It happened in Brazil. It was called the Goiania in- accident. Okay, and that was spelled G-O-I-A-N-I-A. Um, and it was a radio, according to Wikipedia, it was a radioactive contamination accident that occurred on September 13th, 1987 in Brazil after an unsecured radi- radiotherapy source was stolen from an abandoned hospital site in the city. It, subsequently, it was subsequently handled by many people, resulting in four deaths. About 112,000 people were examined for radioactive contamination, and 249 of them were found to have been contaminated. Jesus so a lot Christ. of people handling this shit, and it said the inside, I was reading more, 
And it's, at a, uh, it's a cylinder of radioactive source material, often but not always cobalt-60. So whatever that is, don't play with it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't play with it. Well, and yeah, so this um, nuclear waste here that's tied to whatever the Manhattan Project in St. Louis was... So it was like there was also like not only was it dumped in this landfill, but there was also... I guess some left by some facility in these barrels by Coldwater Creek in Bridgeton here in St. Louis. And apparently like some of these barrels obviously over time have started leaking into Coldwater Creek. And I want to say this was pretty recently. There was a elementary school that was closed in Bridgeton because of high radiation levels. And so I know right now, Senator Josh Hawley's like making a huge deal about how like, you know, we need to like enforce regulations on like who the hell is to blame for this and like <clears throat> what do we do about this because that's a it's huge deal and, and and again like the same nuclear waste somehow tied the manhattan project was dumped in new york i think it was in the hudson river they just dumped thousands of gallons Isn't of nuclear silly? waste i just feel like dude <laughs> yeah, in our I, fucking waterways i guess it just seems like common sense to us because we were raised being told that if something's like radioactive it's bad maybe don't it's play toxic. with it yeah <laughs> Maybe they weren't, though, you know. Well, they, they, they didn't know, the yes. They were playing with demon cores with screwdrivers, you know. So That's wild. Obviously, they didn't know the safety regulations back then. Man, I, I just couldn't imagine taking some shit like that and dumping it in a river and being like, oh, it's gone now. Well, it's out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> and that's all it was. It was like out of sight, You're out right. of mind. That was like the only form of protection that that offered or the only form of disposal. Imagine, yeah, the, what the <clears throat> fish look like down there now. <laughs> what fish look like today is totally different than what fish look like in 1940. <laughs> no. But could you imagine? Probably got like three eyes they always I, I always see those videos pop up on the internet where somebody's talking about or where somebody posts a picture of like a like a three-headed fish and somebody's like all right yeah. you got that in this x this lake because yeah, for I, this reason it's I, contaminated that came like, from the hudson river wow. for sure fuck there's some like and i forget what it's called and i wish i could remember but there's um there's like a lab in the united states i believe it's in the united states that does like genetic genetic experiments and like mutation on like animals essentially um, to experiment with genetics. I know this sounds like, <laughs> I mean, that's normal though. Really? I, yeah, man, I need to, I need to be able to cite it. Um, so I'm not totally full of shit, but now it might be just totally normal, like FDA type stuff where they're just like doing some testing to, I don't know. It's probably things that are regulated and appropriate under scientific regulation and law. I don't yeah. know, but apparently this place exists and they're always finding like people are always posting on the internet, like pictures of like mutated shit that ends up like popping up in those areas and it's like it makes you wonder it's like i don't know dude could they be doing some fucked up stuff in there i mean i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't be surprised and Making, like creating centaurs bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> right well you, you know roswell there's aliens there we know that you know we know dude, that so no there's actually a new roswell bro oh yeah oh my god dude i'm i've gone down a rabbit hole <laughs> on this place where's this one at it's called area they call it area 52 oh shit oh no <laughs> yeah bro it's called the the dunway uh the dunway proving grounds where is it at like actually it's in, i believe it's in utah okay and i believe it's like a biological weapon test weapon testing facility hmm. not that we use biological weapons but i'm gonna verify that uh -huh. but it's called the dunway proving grounds and it's an i believe it's an army base and so oh man i really butchered it this time i really fucked it up this time dylan <laughs> it's called the dugway 
Dugway. Yeah, you started with a D. It's close, man. It's close. But I just found out. This is new information for me, guys. Coming to you live. Breaking news. That's what we need to use your green screens for, dude, is the news. Uh, so the Dugway Proving Ground is a U.S. Army facility established in 1942 to test biological and chemical weapons located about 85 miles southwest of Salt Lake City, Utah, United States. So fucking interesting fact about this base is, man, like Area 51 and like the Nellis Air Force Base, like that area is pretty large. But this like Dugway Proving Ground, I think they said is like bigger than Rhode Island. I looked it up and it was Damn. it's like 83,000 Square miles, square feet. I don't know, square miles. It wouldn't be miles. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. 2,624 square miles. Yeah. All right. That's fucking big. That's huge. I mean, yeah. That's huge. That's really, really big. It's 800,000 acres. So where, where, like, fuck. How did this come up? Or, like, is there a story breaking about some new discovery that came from Area 52? Oh, dude, we're going to get there. Okay, yeah, there you go. I just want to make sure the 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 size is right. Yeah, 800,000 acres. So however big that fucking is, but it's like as big as Rhode Island, dog. Like I, I looked out there and it's bigger than our county. I'm not going to mention our county, but it's bigger than <laughs> our county. And our county's pretty fucking big. I think I've already ousted us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the biggest county near St. Louis. <laughs> no, um... But there's a, there's, I mean, there's a lot of like UFO, like ufologists out in that area that have been kind of keeping an eye on. And allegedly it has a, a deep underground base. They call them uh, our deep underground megastructure, deep under, underground base. I, there's a new word for that too, dude. I've been really down <laughs> the conspiracy really got theory. The weeds, yeah. Fucking rabbit hole, bro. It was like um, deep underground base. And, um, which they do have underground facilities, right? Because they're testing biological weapons, so it makes sense. Yeah. But there's definitely uh, ufologists out in that area, and now they're like, they're seeing like, you know, suspicious activity. And by suspicious activity, I just mean they're seeing UFOs. Okay, mm-hmm. out in that area, I think there's actually a lot of stories, and so you're gonna need to do your own research because I get my stories confused. But there's a lot of stories that actually come out of Dugway. Like I think ex-military personnel and people that have worked for the base, or families of people who have worked for the base, that have come out on maybe on record and said that hey, you know, there's some shit going on at that base. You need to take a look because this is where that stuff was moved to. All right, I'm interested. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, do you think anything's gonna come out of these? UFO hearings, yeah. Congress hearings. I think that I have high hopes, man. I do too. I think the fact that, yeah, it, it happened in front of Congress is a pretty big deal. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they let three guys talk openly about. And the only thing I hate, and I understand, was, um, what's the guy's name? The, the David Grush. Yeah. The only thing is, I I wish he could be more open because there's a lot of stuff he right. had to kind of defer to like, I can't talk about this in an open forum. Yes. Yeah, so I think he like, applied, you know, made a, made a request to the department of defense or, or whoever his authority was to be able to actually release, um, or be able to say certain portions of information because other things that he might say, like, for example, I think if he listed like the defense contractors, or I think that if he listed like certain military installations that he might be, you know, subject to being, you know, um, I don't know, indicted or prosecuted. Yeah. So I, I, it makes sense. And after the fact, I, I mean, the Congre- the congressional hearing 
Okay, and, and again, for those of you who don't know, and this is major news right now, but there was three um, basically ex-military and ex-intelligence you know, officials that come for- they had come forward to testify in front of Congress under oath um, about unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAPs or otherwise known as UFOs. And the three individuals were um, Ryan Graves, who was an ex, uh, I believe, Navy pilot, and he fought like uh, or flew F-18s. And then there was uh, ex-commander David Fravor that was on the USS Nimitz, who was also an ex-commanding officer and part of a squadron and a fighter pilot uh, with the Navy. And then there was David Grush, who was retired Air Force, but had also worked for the Pentagon um, in some way, shape, or form, working for the UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force, which was to, you know, investigate internally whether or not UFOs existed and if they posed a threat. Um, They testified in front of Congress what they knew under this new act called, uh, like, the Whistleblowers Act, meaning that you can come forward about... UFOs and you you won't face criminal charges or yeah. you'll be protected. David Grush had come out and said the guy that worked for the UAP task force and said that the military is holding um, downed extraterrestrial craft yeah. uh, and they have non-human biologics, extraterrestrial right. biologics. So they're basically he's basically saying fucking aliens and UFOs are real they have and the shit aliens. has been real since Roswell. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, bro. I'm fucking I'm so excited about this, dude. Now that we have the background, I can't explain how excited I am about this. This whole situation, dude. It's it's a big deal. It's kind of weird that it's not getting the airtime that I feel like it should. This yeah. should be all over every fucking news source, every like if this was the 1960s, dude, this would be everywhere. That's every, how every newspaper, every like TV show would be talking fuck about yes, this. Yes, dude. That's how that's how far in my opinion and I'm going to put my tin foil hat on right now and I'm going to have a conversation <laughs> from that perspective. That's how far this disinformation campaign has gone. I really genuinely feel like the general consensus is people really believe that if you believe in aliens, if you think aliens exist, you're fucking goofy. And even there's a lot of people that believe aliens exist, but they'll say, but I don't think they've ever visited the world, you know, our earth. Yeah. And it's like, I, I think that's like the one last mechanism of defense because people want to be logical. They want to say, yeah, aliens, of course they exist. The universe is vast. But they're like, they still have that ingrained, like, disinformation to where it's like they almost feel stupid for saying that they believe that aliens have visited Earth. Yeah. And so that's like them being, that's like their defense mode. Yeah, they're protecting their integrity. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because, like, you know, they don't want to be, they don't want to seem like they're stupid for believing that. There was, I mean. I'm all in. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I'm hoping in this lifetime that we get more information. Because, yeah, with what he said, like, he was very open about, yeah, there was non-human biologics, like. What what do you mean by that, man? Like, Isn't that insane? You're saying that they're literally saying that there is life that is not human or not. I'm inferring not from this planet. So, and and by the what's way, what's that look like? Yeah, and this isn't just. By the way, this isn't some schmuck off the. This isn't some grifter, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the fucking word means, dude. I've been saying that. So <laughs> That's your often. word now. That's my word of the day. <clears throat> this isn't some schmuck off the street. This is a guy that legitimately his credentials have been verified. Not only was he ex-military, which does give him some level of credibility, although that's not enough. Um, he, you know, he he's been validated validated to have worked for you know the the Pentagon under the UAP task force in some way, shape, or form. So this is like the person that would have the need to know. If anybody had the need to know 
about what's going on, it would be this guy. And it's not yeah. like he retired years ago. He like was working up working for them up to like this year. Uh-huh. And he said over four years, he, he interviewed 40 witnesses, super credible witnesses. And those witnesses, along with the locations where he they, they have claimed to carry uh, this extraterrestrial technology and, and biologics, he provided that information to Congress during, after that hearing in a skiff. I hope that I, I, I hope that this comes out and there's not a lot of wait time between hearings and whatnot because like right now this is at the forefront I, I think they should keep pushing like a lot of these people that were in that meeting asking the questions were asking important questions you know like especially towards the end they were saying like if these craft were to attack us would we have any way to defend ourselves and they said absolutely no. not what's what's even crazier about that is that that wasn't even david grush I, I, he might have said something on that but that's what the fighter pilot said yeah and you got to understand that's like one of our best defense mechanisms right. is our fighter pilot he said you know i mean like i was gonna say with just to that so like if his answer is absolutely not and our concern you know one of our top concerns for our country is our our safety yeah and the answer is no that's probably something we should ask more questions about <laughs> like, yeah and yeah, something we time. need to probably get to the bottom i'm glad of. we talked about this because mark my i wanted this on record okay <laughs> right. mark this episode i think within six to 12 months we're gonna we're gonna have a confirmation as to whether or not other life exists beyond human life that's a bold statement Six to 12 months, dude. Is that the clip for this episode? <laughs> <laughs> so that people can have on record that you said it? Yeah, man. Like, I, I, I really genuinely feel like uh, that's the case. Like, I've spent a lot of time looking into this topic, and I'm not a ufologist. I do take the topic serious. I do think that there's a lot of merit and a lot of teeth to the information that's been put out there. Um, there's been people that I've known personally that have, have given me some information that, that was relatively compelling, and I'm ex-military. Um, so it's... There's certain things along with personal information that I know that it's like, okay, there's at very least there's something to it. And my question for you is, do you think this is an interesting question? So Mm. do you think that what we're going to see is alien, like if this is legitimate and if all these things are real, do you think that they're going to be extraterrestrial? I saw this question coming. Interdimensional. Yeah. Okay. Or perhaps something that's even lived on this earth before. Let's talk about Howard. (laughs) <laughs> you always go there, man. <laughs> I my hope is that it's interplanetary, like somewhere out there. You know, like that's because I don't know. Interdimensional to me is scarier. Like that's that's, <laughs> that, that's like horrifying. Whereas I feel like something just out there in space. Like I think that's cool. I think it's interesting that this other species that's kind of like us is, is more advanced than us and has found. And maybe they have answers for us. Maybe they have like the meaning to life. And maybe they have cool technological advancements that can make our lives better and easier and like have give our life more meaning you know to me i think that's a much more optimistic answer i hope that that's what it is interdimensional could be cool but i think interdimensional is i don't know why that just scares me more that there's just that's a whole nother facet of understanding that i don't have that's maybe they're a little bit of both maybe it's they go into a different dimension with their craft in order to shorten the amount of space that it takes to get from a to b like star wars yeah. Right, right. So now they're interdimensional and intergalactic. Now, dude, what I'm... Okay, so I wanted to bring up something that frustrated me from the hearings. Okay. One of the Congress people brought up the fact that this was... And this I saw this going around on the internet, and I just want to make this clear because this frustrated me. They said, I find it hard to believe that if somebody had traveled billions of light years... Um, 
within the universe to get to Earth, to find Earth, in a spacecraft that advanced, that they would be crashing, you know, in I the United that. States. Yeah, I remember Or that. in Russia, or wherever they crash, right? That yeah. they would have a malfunction in their spacecraft would yeah. go down. But what pisses me off is it's like, you could go back 2,000 years, 4,000 years, you could go back to the Egyptians, and... Actually, I feel like the Egyptians were onto something, bro. <laughs> They've probably seen the UFOs. But let's say that <laughs> the UFOs helped build the pyramids, guys, dude. <laughs> let's say that the UFOs, the the Egyptians didn't see the UFOs, and you went back. If you take an F eighteen and you go back four thousand years and you show these people an F eighteen, there would definitely be peons over there saying like. Okay, like, and then somebody claims that an F-18 crashed, which they do. F-18s crash. Yeah. Jets crash. Planes crash. And you would look at that person and you would say, dude, I don't know. If they have something this advanced that can right. fly through the sky, you know, it's got jets, you know, it shoots missiles. Like, I have a hard time believing that this thing could crash. True. It's like, get the fuck out of here, dude. You don't know how UFOs are flying. You don't know what mechanisms that they use. And by the way, if they are interdimensional or if they are intergalactic, who's to say that our environment's not super fucking harsh for yeah. whatever it is that they're flying? Right. You know, you can't just assume that because it's more technologically advanced than what you have that, it doesn't that have it's flaws. garbage. Yeah. Or, <laughs> that it can't crash, bro. Yeah. That it's impenetrable. Yeah. No, that's definitely, yeah, I, I remember hearing that part and I was saying like, man, shut the fuck up. Like, what do you know, dude? I know, <laughs> dude. That was such a, that's like a bummer because what pisses me off is people don't think about that too much. They don't really put a lot of thought into that and then they move on. They're like, yeah, that guy's right. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. Well, that's, yeah, to that point. So there's like people who are saying, which I know, I think we've talked about this, but like people who are saying that this could all just be a government ploy you know, the, all their other things have failed. You know, COVID has failed. They're trying so, to distract you from the Hunter Biden laptop. <laughs> what? That's what they fucking say, bro. But also just like this would be their last, dif- last, last ditch effort to like bring us together or control us as a society by posing an alien invasion and something that we need to all, you no, know. That's stupid. I don't, Why, yeah, uh, I mean, I don't think that's the case. But No, I mean, you're going to, that's, that's going to create a civil war, dude, because then we're going to find out aliens are bogus. And then everybody was just being fucked with. People don't it's like that. Yeah, it's people not a way like to. That. People That's, don't like curtain getting pulled over yeah, their eyes. You're, you're not gonna get. It's like when you get pranked, dude. When people get pranked, they get offended. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. Like some people laugh. You, you got two types of people, bro. The type of person that's gonna laugh it off, or the type of person that gets offended. Yeah. Well, and uh, there's a lot of people like memes going around right now. It's kind of funny, but like, also I wish it. Uh, it's kind of makes me sad because like some people are saying like, you know, the government's sh- showing us aliens are real they're like hey guys look aliens are real and they're like i don't give a fuck like why are prices so high like do this like isn't that wild we, we can care about both because this is still a really big deal like we should it's, probably have show some interest it's in a this. bigger deal it's a significantly bigger deal yeah. because what you know the technology that you know extraterrestrial life or interdimensional life has the potential to bring us yeah could, you know, especially if the types of power that they're using, like anti-gravity and things like, are, are legitimate. Yeah. You know, it's could you imagine the type of benefit that that would bring into society? Man, that's the kind of shit that'll end world hunger because it's just like this incredible amount of, like, supply of energy, right? Yeah. Everybody has free power now, you know? And that's probably part of the fear. That's like, if I would have had to guess, that's the big conspiracy, is that if you had these types of technologies available and you haven't made them available to the public, it's because, you know, for one, it's like, where does, like, oil and gasoline go? Yeah. You know? You money. need element one, 115 for that now instead <laughs> of oil and gasoline. Yeah, money, money talks, dude. But what would you say if they came out and they said, all right, listen, the jig is up. You guys are right. 
aliens exist, but there's been this crash, this crash, this crash. We have uncovered aliens, but we don't have any answers either. Would you believe them? We don't know where they came from. We don't know anything about them. We've been investigating this for 70 years, waiting to come up with a good explanation, but we don't have one. They just crash here occasionally, and we really don't know how to communicate or interpret what they... I mean, I think that makes sense. I, I, if that's what their story would be, I, I would only have no choice but to believe it. Because, like, obviously if they made it here from outside, I, I doubt we know how to get to wherever they came from. I don't think we're that advanced. So yeah. if, if, if that is their story and that's what comes out, then I guess I have to believe it. Well, I mean, we don't know how to communicate with like lower level life forms either. You know, it's like aside from commands, yeah. right? We don't know how to communicate with dogs. <clears throat> to some extent we do, but it's very like very, very little. Yeah, but we're still within like our own planet, like the confines of Earth, whereas this is coming from right. somewhere outside the galaxy. It could be even like, more different though. That's what I'm saying. Like it could be even harder to communicate with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I mean, I hope that, I don't know, man. There's just so many, like, s- just avenues you could take in this in this whole thing. But, like, it would be really cool if we do have some Do you see that video contact. that I sent of you? That, or that I sent of you? <laughs> no, don't look at that one. Don't look at that one. <laughs> that didn't go to you. That went to everybody else. Um, did you see that video that I sent to you about that? It was, um, there was two, I think, two guys in Siberia who came across uh, an alleged, like, you um, extraterrestrial that had been, like, kind of, like, dismembered to oh, some extent in the snow. Oh, so I've seen that snow. before, yeah. But like, mangled. They said it might just be a chicken that they pieced together No, or that's something. what they said it was, right. right? So, for those of you who don't know, two Siberian guys, they were in Siberia, in the snow, alleged UFO crash. These guys recorded a body of what looked to be, like, the typical gray yeah. alien with big eyes and a slit for a mouth that stands, like, four and a half feet tall. And uh, the video is compelling, dude. Like it really looks, it looks like a legit alien. This thing spiraled, this thing went viral and it was all around the internet a few years ago. And then they came out and said, okay, the guys that had posted this video, they came out and admitted it was a prank and that they were actually using chicken skin stuffed with like breadcrumbs or some shit like that. Mm. It's bullshit, bro. That's an alien. Look it up, guys. Siberia, <laughs> you uh, gray alien body. Look it up. You tell me if you think it's So bullshit. you're thinking that that, that- Announcement that it was chickens was a lie and a cover-up. Yeah, bro. 100%. What, what I'll say is I also mm. see how it could be a chicken piece together. No. <laughs> There's some parts that look like some chicken wings, dude. Whatever, bro. <laughs> like, I feel like I could go to KFC and remake that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm going <clears> to – I went down the rabbit hole a little bit further. Actually, I, I've been off for a few weeks, and I've been watching a lot of UFO documentaries and reading a lot of documents online. I got really bad yeah. for like three days. My wife was like, all you care about anymore is aliens. I'm like, <laughs> it's only been three days. Chill out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and there's um, this document called Psalm 01-1 or Psalm 1-01 or something You just got like this that. podcast marked by the government. I know. You just dude, dropped fuck it. They're yes, listening right now. I'm telling you, this document... It was, and believe it or not, call it debunked, whatever you want to call it, look it up, look up the document. It was like an extraterrestrial uh, biological and, you know, mechanical retrieval program, you know, like a crash retrieval, like, policy, essentially. It was like, this is how you handle this if you're a part of this group. And it was by the Majestic 12. If you don't know the Majestic 12, just look up the Majestic 12. Thank me later (laughs) if you're into this kind of thing. Um, 
and essentially this this was this manual was photographed and it was like printed and sent to some you know like reporters <laughs> reporters house i don't know i don't know how the document came to be but it basically was found in like 1994 but the document was published in 1954 now the interesting thing about the document it describes how you know you should handle a crash how you should pack material things like that how you know what types of ebes exist extraterrestrial biological entities and so on. But the interesting thing is, is that I was looking at this document and I was like, okay, let me just look at the part that describes like the classic gray, because that's the one I believe in. And the way that they described the gray, it was like his eyeballs, they said that the eyeballs are almost on the side of the head. Mm-hmm. And the typical image of the gray that you see, it's like the big black eyeballs are on the front of the face. Yeah. And this wraps around the side of the head. They also said the nostrils were really high up by the eyes which in a typical image of an alien it's just like in the middle of the mouth and the eyes yeah and that same image of that siberia um that siberia extraterrestrial body that was allegedly recorded it fit the description to the t bro and this wasn't a typical like it wasn't a typical uh description of a of a gray like with the with the eyes being on the side of the head and the nose slits being so close to the eyes i just thought it was weird man I mean, I hope it's real. I, I hope that you're right with your estimate on six to 12 months. That that would be awesome. I, that's, I think that would be a very, and I hope people take it like seriously, man. Like that's, that's such a, a crazy life altering <laughs> event. If that's true. So, I don't know if, I don't know if anybody would do anything with it. Like I'm thinking about, you know, if they come out with it and they say, all right, this, the crashes are real. But we don't know what they where they came from, and we don't know anything about them. I think the conversation would just dissipate again. It is I a think people wouldn't care. Yeah, I think they would just move on, and be like, "Oh, that's weird." Okay. Well, I don't know though. I feel like maybe some people, but I also feel like that that gives the ground for the government to like start doing more research and like trying to, I don't know, go out and find them maybe, or like at least try to be more um, observant of outside of the planet. And start looking for these things because if we have evidence that they are real and 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 you know non-human biologics, that might be something worth looking into. I feel like that'd be dope. There was like an old expression. It was um, there was like some. It was about like Neanderthals or like cavemen, and they like lived in this valley, you know. And in the valley, they had like you know some a couple of vegetables. They had a little lake, so they had food and they had water, and they had like these caves, and the caves were like temperate, you know. And um, and they were inside this valley, and one of the cavemen or, or Neanderthals brought up. They were like, "Hey, man, like, why don't we why don't we explore over the ridge over there?" And he looked at the other caveman, and he was like, "Dude, why why in the fuck would we explore over the ridge when we have everything that we need right here?" Yeah, you know. And then he like called him out, and he was like, "You're silly, you're silly for that." I had the whole cave crew mock at him, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, and then, I, you know, the expression goes like, I, I guess he just said, fuck it, and went over the ridge on his own or got a few people to go over the ridge, and they discovered this, like, magnificent ocean with all this sea life, right? Now they could get fish, and, you know, maybe they have other resources over there, graphite. And I feel like that's where we're at. I feel like we yeah. all live on this earth, and we're like, fuck it, we have everything we need right here. Why explore space? Yeah, and we could be on the just right on the horizon of something completely better. And, I, again, like, if, if we could get those technological advancements maybe it could advance us to a point where we don't have to work anymore and we can just live out our life and and experience things and not have to go to a job you fucking hate 
or do things that you don't want to do and you can just exist. Mm-hmm.